Hello, I'm Juliette Littman. And I am Joe House. Welcome to Ringer Food, the Ringer's new hub for all your food-related content. You may have known this feed as House of Carbs, and don't worry, that's not totally going away. We will be launching two new shows on the feed, and the first is Food News with me and David Jacoby. You may remember us from our days at Grantland. Well, Jacoby and I are back to go over the news, sample snacks, share some personal tales of food news, some global tales of food news. Who knows what else is to come? And House, what are you going to be doing? Oh, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades. We are back. We've done it. Here to tell you that we are reigniting House of Carbs with a whole new slate of tasty episodes throughout the year. We are starting with a football fracas, a gridiron gobble fest. We're doing NFL playoff potluck featuring taste tests of the iconic food item or items of every playoff city to determine which city reigns supreme. Ringer Food is starting up this Wednesday, January 12th. That's so soon. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with reality TV casting news. It's, that's big. January, uh, Jupiter Upsending. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Betsy's Meow. <laughs> Sometimes I really don't know how an episode is going to go. This one will be a mystery. It, it almost feels like first couple categories are just irrelevant and we're just trying to get to Jupiter ascending, but we'll, <laughs> we'll take our time. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. Okay. So Tea Time is checking in with reality TV casting news. One is more speculative than the other, but I, I am really excited to talk about both. Amelia, go ahead. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm excited for this, uh, your second part. Um, <laughs> let me just start out by saying, Celebrity Big Brother? I bet you guys did not even know. And by you guys, I mean everyone listening in to this podcast, because who would know that Celebrity Big Brother, <laughs> the American edition on CBS, is on its third season, coming up on its third season. You were probably like, I didn't even know there was a first season. Well, same. Yeah. But um, actually, I did know because like Dina Lohan was on it. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, Celebrity Big Brother just announced there. Uh, well, I mean, they announced, but then someone online was like, I have the cast list and it's a celebrity big brother insider insider at insider CBB. They were like exclusive meet all 14 celebrities entering the celebrity big brother house. And I'm going to read you the list. And I'm not kidding. When I read this list, I was like, oh. <coughs> Clear everything from my calendar. Not that there's anything on that calendar, but just just for the sake of clearing the calendar, clear it. Because this is a stacked 
podcast. Okay. And I have also been, I've been monitoring because I really, I don't watch Big Brother, the regular version, but I have seen um, seasons of the Celebrity Big Brother UK edition. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar I bet with that's that. messy. <laughs> it's messy. It's so good. They take American uh, quote unquote celebrities and bring them in sometimes. And again, I don't know how familiar everyone is with Big Brother, but it's just like they take a bunch of people, they quarantine them in a house and they make them do like games and then uh, they vote each other off like one by one. And I think people who are watching the show can also like vote to save or whatever. And then Mm. one person ends up as the winner. And then that the celebrity version is just like you throw celebrities into a house and um, they just, you know, do their celebrity thing. And so, uh, okay, let me start out this cast. So it's mean, unconfirmed, right? It is, this unconfirmed. is just like the rumor of the cast. Right. Okay. Okay. Which is unfortunate. But I, <laughs> I'm thinking that this CBB insider, this insider CBB is like, you know, probably he probably knows he or she, they, them probably know. I mean, why would you report this? Yeah. A lot of people you know? are are talking about this. Like it's exactly. very much is believed by people. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like people would uh, who are big announced on this would probably be like, I, I, no, I'm not on it. You know, if it were you know, sure. untrue. Okay. Yeah. So the cast, Alexa Penavega, Spy Kid. Incredible. I Right. Okay. Curtis Stone. He's an Australian celebrity chef. He had a show called The Take Home Chef. I don't know why I remember this, but it was from like 10 years ago. Okay. Aaron Brady was the only person I didn't know and I had to look up and she won Miss USA 2013. Sure. Okay. They can't all be winners. It's they fine. can't all be True. winners, but most of them are, honestly. Um, okay. Hope Hicks, who is the yeah. PR <laughs> slash executive political advisor to Trump. Remember that? Uh-huh. Um, mm. And she was also, if you recall, she was also the cover model for the Gospel Girl book series spinoff, The It Girl. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. So look Layers. that up. Layers. Um, yeah, she definitely does. Uh, Jillian Michaels personal trainer and one of the sure. two trainers on The Biggest Loser. Also, just legitimately terrifying. If I was just going to say that. I would be terrified if I had to live in a house with her in any she context. Is she is so scary. And I bolded her because I was like, she's going to start shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Jerry Trainer, who is iCarly's older brother, which <laughs> yes. why? Yes. I don't know. Um, Lamar Odom, as we Big know. Name. Big um, name. Big uh, name. NBA champion. Toe sucking aficionado, Chloe <laughs> Kardashian's ex husband. Um, I also bolded him because I feel like he's got some. He's ha- said some like really deeply introspective things lately, and I feel mm-hmm. like we're gonna get some deeper conversations with Lamar. We've got Nene Leaks. She is an OG Atlanta housewife. She has successfully parlayed her time as a housewife onto multiple reality shows. She was on The Celebrity Apprentice. She also had like a a role in one of Ryan Murphy's TV shows. She's she's so successful. She I mean makes every show she's on. And she's she is a spitfire. She will start crap and I'm really <laughs> into that. Um Neo Singer. Wow. A little random. I love this. <laughs> yeah, My question is, will he ever take his hat off? You know, because that's like the Neo. You no know? one's ever seen his head. That's true. I think he's going to have to. I think he'll have to. Or is he going to shower with the hat on? Only one way to find out. <laughs> Watch it. Um, Tadra <laughs> Call, who is uh, Taylor Swift's best friend. And he also well, is a YouTuber. Taylor Swift's best friend, according to Tadra Call. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, God. Um, he's so messy, too. That's- he is. Wow incredibly messy. He yeah. loves defending Taylor to people. Can't wait for that. I don't know if you've ever seen him on RuPaul's Drag Race, but he can be kind of rude on that show, which I yeah. honestly I'm into. So an inspired choice if we're being real. No, really, though. Yeah. The next choice they put down, I I, I don't know how they landed her. It's I'm uh, it's t- it's Tiffany New York Pollard who is from <laughs> Flavor of Love. I love New York. New York goes to work. Um, uh, oh, also the original Celebrity Big Brother UK edition. Well, not the original, but like a, one of the uh, iterations of that show. If you don't know her time on CBB UK, you need to look up David is dead. Truly the best thing David Bowie has ever given us is... Oh, you just tweeted this the other <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, oh I don't like God. David Bowie, so I'm just like, you know what? 
Thank you for that, at least. Okay. Um, so please, YouTube, David is dead. Okay. And we have Shikari Richardson. She right. should have been an Olympian at the 2021 Tokyo Games. Mm-hmm. She'll be up there, which I'm excited. She, you know, she deserves some screen time. She she should yeah. have gotten it in the summer, but she didn't. Okay. A little sorry. bit of a fall from grace for her, though, because then she had like some race and everyone was like so excited about it. And then she oh. came in like absolute dead last. And people were like, right. okay, well. Oh my God, I totally, wow. She needs to redeem herself a little bit. I'm into that. Will she start like races in that? Will she like challenge people to like short The athletic, yeah, the athletic uh, competitions. Maybe Lamar. He probably has bad knees, yeah. (laughs) Shangela, who is a drag queen, has been on several seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's uh, Drag Race All-Stars, was also in A Star's Born. Really, very, very funny. And excited for her to just I don't start crap too because she can do that. Um, amazing. Yes. And then finally, kind of surprising, but also like, what is he doing? Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette. He had a moment a few summers ago. He dated Gigi Hadid. He too is here. So this household, <laughs> I am already like fantasizing about the fights that are going to break out. And I just, I'm really excited. So, so this is there even a, a, sorry, go ahead, Liz. Oh yeah. We both have questions because obviously <laughs> we <laughs> don't understand a lot of this. Is there one winner at the end, Amelia? Mm-hmm. Is there, okay. And then is there a cash yes. prize or some kind of prize that they're like I striving think, for? I mean, there is, but I don't know if they'll donate it to charity. Usually with celebrities, okay, they okay. do donate to charity. I would okay. hope so. So second question, or maybe third question is, let's say this is confirmed, this group of people, like let's say this is mm-hmm. it. Who do you think is going to fare the best in this group? Unless, Kate, you have some other clarifying question you want to get to first. No, go for it. Okay. Oh, personally, I think it's going to be uh, Tiffany, New York Pollard, because- She's already been on the show. Um, mm. And according to Wikipedia, throughout her time on uh, Celebrity Big Brother UK, she was really popular with the British public who had hmm. probably not really been acquainted with her before. And she achieved the most votes to save her over her fellow wow. contestants on at least one occasion. I think there's more occasions. but um, And then she made it to... The final and came in fourth place, and she ranked higher than any other American female who had been on the show before. So wow. I think wow. right. I like she probably has a good chance. I think Nini, Shangela, and Jillian also don't take shit, and I think right. that they are all uh, forces to be reckoned with. So I would say any of those four are like... I mean, that's a strong four. That's a strong that that's four. A terrifying, <laughs> terrifying <laughs> group of people. Right. I do have to say, if this turns out to be fake, like salute to like whoever's brain came up with this. Yes. Because true. it is, mm-hmm. it's so believable and yet so perfect. Like it's not too good as to be like, this can't be real. Right. It's the perfect mix of like people we forgot about. Right. Reality TV stars, like fringe celebrities. You know what I mean? It's just inspired. It's inspired. Hire them Uh, as like a casting director. Truly. Genuinely. So I hope it's real. Uh, Honestly, I think it probably is. I don't know how anyone could come up with this uh, just like as a rumor. Right. Uh, I look forward to seeing how it turns out. (laughs) Same. Genuinely, as someone who hates reality TV, I'm invested. And I, the person that stuck out to me because I've noticed how many times he has turned down other like reality TV appearances is, and mm-hmm. the person I obviously, the franchise I followed, I'm not a Real Housewives person, is obviously Tyler Cameron. Right. And I, if this is confirmed, my thought was, oh my God, I'm so shocked he said yes to this reality TV yeah. appearance. And then later that day, I see a Deadline article about a new reality TV show that he is confirmed to appear in. Should we talk about that for a second yes. before moving on? Yes. Okay. So Tyler Cameron is in this new Fox celebrity dance competition, The Real Dirty Dancing. Okay. Here's the little description. It's featuring celebrities reliving the classic film's most memorable dance moments in hopes of becoming champions and oh. the next Baby and Johnny. Okay. <laughs> So here's this cast list, and this is confirmed that this is Rich and um, I think kind of tea time core, if I do say Yeah, totally. First of all, this woman gets such an introduction, I can't believe it. So we have entrepreneur, philanthropist, author, and WWE (laughs) Hall of Fame inductee, Brie Bella, (laughs) who you guys know I love. That's your girl. That's your girl, Liz. (laughs) Haven't talked about it's a deep cut for those listeners. (laughs) She's Um, got philanthropist, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and author. author. Oh my 
good for good. You know what? Whoever's doing I her know. PR, I you're know. doing a good job. Okay. Then we have actor slash singer songwriter Corbin Blue. Yeah. Our oh man. Oh my God. <laughs> He's due for a comeback. Huge. He is. He and is. then we've got Tyler Cameron. Then we have uh, the first female Iron Chef, Kat Cora. Backstreet Boy, <laughs> Howie Duro. Future NFL Hall of Fame, tight end Antonio Gates. So it starts to veer because obviously not known that well. Um, then we have <laughs> comedian and the real host, Lonnie Love. Okay. Yes. So these- yes. Lonnie Love. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. We will be seeing these people try to be the next um, Johnny and Baby. And I think like do everything, like even the big pickup. Oh, yeah. and Tyler Cameron can do are- that. He right? can or cannot. He can. Absolutely. That seems he like can. something that he can do. Yes, yeah. he can. No, he can. Yeah. I've seen him do it, actually. I mean, oh, did shit. we see him dance on The Bachelor ever? I yes. I remember. He, I, for some reason, can remember the first, the intro, because I think I made jokes about it, but um, the intro <laughs> to his package, when we first meet him, he's like working out and like building homes and oh, also dancing. Yes, it's coming back to me now. Yes. <laughs> I like, do. It's, that was coming so back he can dance. to me. He can. Wow. Also, wow. this is hosted by Twitch. Oh yeah. Who, oh yeah. I didn't care. Who the hell is that? I just saw He's that. I was on, like, okay. First of all, he was in uh Magic Mike XXL. Our he guy was the from mirror there. guy. He was the guy. Yeah, he did it. the mirror dance with Channing. How <laughs> um, dare you forget? A little January Easter egg. Uh, and then he's also the DJ on Ellen, which makes me yeah. think that he's looking for other employment. Oh, smart. Smart nice. move by him. Smart yeah. move by him. Yeah. I am Okay, wait, I have a couple of questions because so is it okay so I guess we're just like it's okay that some of these people have like dancing skills like, this is what always gets me on like dancing with the stars too. Right? like where do we draw the line or you know the physicality which humility talked a lot about with dancing on the stars this NF, a future NFL hall of fame tight end Antonio Gates he must be a thousand times stronger than some of these other competitors no offense to Tyler Cameron but no he but will it's be. true so at least for the lift, he'll be helpful. I can't, I do love that movie. I can't remember like how much lifting and, and like muscle work there is, but um, I we'll th- see. There's like a decent amount. Uh, probably. But I mean, I just, I just, I am in fear for world renowned chef, author, restaurant <laughs> and the first female <laughs> iron chef cat, Cora. That's who I'm, I'm a little afraid for. Yeah. I'm excited to Listen, see how someone we, has to, someone has to leave first. You that's, know, that, I, is yeah. Yeah. that is true. That is true. I'm somebody. afraid. Right. Because I love this movie and I don't know that I want to see them try to be Patrick Swayze when no one can be Patrick Swayze. But yeah, it's a a doomed quest uh, in many ways. I'm I'm also like (laughs) the Brie Bella. I just feel like, you know, she wanted she could substitute. Nikki in there if she wanted. Oh sure, you Do know yeah. Nikki wanted. I know. Well, I know. I'm curious, like how she got this gig. I get. I mean, maybe they're right? the same things. Maybe not. Who knows? But know. who knows? Confirm. Wow. Tyler Cameron will be doing that just in case he doesn't do Celebrity Big Brother. I he does both. Very busy. Very yeah, busy. busy. And I also think that he. See, I, at first when I this was announced because I had heard it was announced, and they were like Tyler Cameron, like his name was in the ether. I thought he was going to host it for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that seems kind of yeah. right-ish. Like something he would do rather than like, because there's a difference in being the contestant and being the host of the show. Right. And like, if different I skill set. <laughs> well, it's also, a different skill set. Also yeah. so surprised that he like chose this and not like Dance with the Star or some, some other. But anyway, we will see Amelia. Maybe we should watch it. I think we're going to have to watch it because <laughs> I'm so intrigued now. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I Wow. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Excited. Okay, <laughs> let's keep moving. This next category is going to be real short. Um, it it is. is not worth it to you this week in social media and relationship news, Kate. Uh, just a couple little social media notes for you to run through. First of all, uh, if you've been on the internet in recent months, if you're anywhere <laughs> on the fringe of like film Twitter, you've probably seen people making jokes about Nicole Kidman's AMC ad, uh, mm. which you've seen if you've been in an AMC theater in the last several mm. months, maybe like six months, mm-hmm. where Nicole Kidman... Does this ad for AMC? It plays before any of the AMC movies where she is wearing this pinstriped suit and she walks into this empty AMC theater as if it's a church. Uh, <laughs> and she walks in and just does this monologue about the importance of the theater. And, mm. uh, you know, just it's she sits down in the front row and she has all these like heartfelt lines about the importance of going to the theater. Obviously, they're trying to get you back in, not just watching Netflix at home. Right. Uh, so it just is very earnest and very over the top. And people, 
just immediately started making fun of it because we had to watch it before all of these movies. Uh, and there's a specific line that people really uh, latched onto and made into a meme where she's sitting in the front row. There's the spotlight on her. And she goes, heartbreak. Somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And people are like, what does that mean, Nicole Kidman? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it's been several months. People have made it into T-shirts. People, wow. uh, it, it like briefly got cut out of AMC ads. They like shortened it and people were like, put it back. There was like this whole <laughs> thing about this line in the AMC ad. Um, and so Nicole Kidman did an interview with The Playlist and they talked to her about the memification of this ad. Mm. And it just is so Nicole Kidman that I just have to just read to you this, this excerpt. Please. Uh, so she's talking about it. Her public, they're talking to her publicist. She's like, you know, the interviewer is like, this, this happened. And the publicist is like, oh, it's real. Like people printed it out. They handed it out in a theater so they could read it with you before the movie. And she's like, I don't, what? Like what? So this whole thing is like telling her about this meme. Uh, and the interviewer goes... <laughs> <laughs> the interviewer goes, uh, in fact, people were very upset because it was originally a minute long and then they shortened it down to 30 seconds and they cut the iconic line out. Fans were going to see Spider-Man and they wanted to see it beforehand and they were upset the line was missing. So Nicole Kidman, in, just in her Nicole Kidman voice, you can hear her say this. She goes, but it's a great line, right? <laughs> so the interviewer goes, yes. <laughs> it's so true. How true is it though? It is. I mean, talk about not feeling alone, sitting in a cinema with a broken heart and then watching something that breaks your heart again. And you go, I'm not alone, please. This must not go away. We have to have cinema. So she like oh. somehow in her mind was like, of course, people love that line because it <laughs> resonates with them and they understand it and they feel that heartbreak, you know, does feel good. A place like this. I was like, Nicole, no. <laughs> How very Gal Gadot imagine just of her. Hilarious. I was like, Nicole came in like, just never change. I am just imagining them, the interviewer and the publicist like sitting there locking eyes being like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's why people love it. They're not making fun of it. No. Um, so I love how out of touch peak. some celebrities are. Oh, peak God. Nicole Kidman. I was like, oh my God, incredible. So that happened this week. I just, I just love her. I think yeah. she's so weird and fun. She's yeah. just like prestige Gwyneth Paltrow. And I find her very fun. Um, <laughs> and then in other news, this was assigned to me because I, guys, I'm still entertained by Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I'm sorry. I will let you know again when my annoyance, you know, overplays my, my entertainment and okay. I will be out on them. However, as long as they continue giving us just like chaos content, mm. uh, I'm entertained. I'm sorry. They're giving us something to talk about. And this week it was all over Twitter because supposedly Machine Gun Kelly was like the wedding ring that I gave her is actually thorns. So if she tries to take it off, it hurts. Love is pain. So people were like, he put thorns inside her wedding ring. Like what? So, however, this is a classic case of not reading the article uh, <laughs> and just just talking about stuff that isn't isn't true. So, however, the wedding ring is actually two rings, which to me is like a little tacky. It like connects with a magnet. So the one a birthstone magnet? is one ring. Yes. And the other birthstone is, the, is no. like, and they connect to the magnets. They're actually two separate connecting rings. So I was like, I don't love that. Something it's about so, that to me. Actually, ugly. you're so like, right. And I'm reading this. This ring is like upwards of like $500,000. And there's not a more sophisticated way to tie these two right. rings together. Okay. Also, the fact that they're doing so much promo for this guy and his ring means that like he gave it to them for free for promo, which is tacky also. Mm. So... Uh, or at least like, you know, they did some sort of partnership with this guy because this mm -hmm. whole article is just promo for this man and his jewelry. His name is Stephen Webster, in case you're interested in a magnet <laughs> ring. But there are these pictures of the ring and it's there aren't thorns inside. They just look like thorns. So I mm. believe Machine Gun Kelly, whose words I think we always take a little bit too literally, uh, was just like making a joke, being like, oh, it looks like thorns so that it hurts when she takes it off. Like love is pain. Like this is not real. They just look like thorns. Maybe that was what they were supposed to represent. But just a PSA for the people, there are not thorns inside the wedding ring. She can take it off. She can put it on. It has magnets, uh, but there are no thorns to like scrape her hand. Good. Uh, when Thank she you takes for clarifying it on that. Yeah. Yes. However, it would have been pretty entertaining if they did do that. I think they're so weird. <laughs> And I'm still really entertained. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry. But again, this ring is, is very ugly. All um, right. We'll give you another couple of weeks. We'll check in. So I, listen, it'll happen eventually. And yeah. I will let you know when no I get doubt. there. But no I'm not doubt. quite there yet. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. It's happening. It's okay. Happen. That's fine. Oh, um, next thing, Amelia. This is, you know what? Oh, I've been looking at this for so long. And it it's just like, ugh. 
dark and sad and and I but I totally support however Brittany wants to respond to Jamie Lynn. I'm sorry. I just don't like her. Um I you don't you don't? <laughs> I just she is just again, I mean, you know, you're right? out on Jamie Lynn? Yeah. Wow. I just, Who knew? What a <laughs> sorry. Um so she Brittany has come back on Twitter with the notes app. Just and she's sprinkling in emojis and, you know, she's saying like, Jamie Lynn, why are you freaking lying here? OK, and she was uh, I guess Jamie Lynn was like, OK, I just want to let you know that this book isn't about you. And then someone found a leak of the book and they uh, searched for Britney's name. And it, literally there's a Britney hundreds, on every hundreds. single page. And they <laughs> said it to Mariah Carey's obsessed and it was really funny. And that was LOL. <laughs> um, but anyway, Jamie Lynn is doing I guess the rounds to whoever mm-hmm. will have her. And one of those media outlets is the podcast Call Her Daddy. And they released, I don't know who sent it. Liz, did you send this? Did Kaya send this? Someone sent this to our little tea time uh, Instagram DMs. And it was like Alex Cooper of Call Her Daddy. And she was out here being like, okay, we need to see the text messages from uh, Brittany. To, you know, show that she's lying. And then Jamie Lynn's like, I have them. And she's like pulling. And then it's, I don't, it's very like zero dark 30. Like, I don't like, what is this overproduction? Yeah, they thought they did something with it. They really did. And again, it's just like, why are you giving this woman a platform? But anyway, so she's trying. And I guess I didn't listen to the interview, but I read notes from someone else's takeaways and they're like nothing, like literally nothing happens. It was only the first because I guess they're releasing it in two parts. I don't know when the second Mm. one is coming out, but nothing. I mean, it's just a rehashing of everything. But we did get Brittany to respond on Instagram. And if you go over to her Instagram, I would highly suggest she's like posted and then deleted it several times, you know, because she's she's she needs to get all her feelings out and she sure. change, which is totally normal and fine. But anyway, I just love that. My favorite part of all of this, again, she's like, Jamie Lynn, you need to stop. And also, I love you, but you are a horrible person and et cetera, et cetera, which I think a lot of people are like, this is messy, like take it offline. But the thing is, is like, you know what? This woman has been literally trapped by her family, including Jamie Lynn for 13 years. She can say and do whatever the hell she wants. She Mm -hmm. has a lot of feelings. Let her be heard. That was the whole point of Free Britney. So let her speak in any capacity she wants. Oh my God, I just moved the stapler. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, I have very strong feelings about this. But my favorite part of all of this, and again, you can go over to her Instagram and read it because I'm not going to read it. But um, she calls Alex Cooper uh, that lady, that interview lady, I think it was, (laughs) which I love. She's just like, I don't care about addressing you right. by your real name like who freaking cares like that interview lady so I you yeah know, love that I did honestly I have not seen I mean I'm sure there are people who are like you know stop doing this I saw a lot of support for this on Twitter oh, people good. were like glad. the southern came out because she's mm. like talking about like you know my wish mom had slapped you like, yes. <laughs> like all this all this stuff and yeah you're right like she's finally has a chance to be honest like yeah we wanted her to be able to say what she wanted to say and speak her mind and like that's what she's doing so right you know. She has every right to defend herself from someone who has been sucking off the proverbial teat for 20 years. So let her do whatever. Jamie Lynn can run her mouth and Brittany's just supposed to say silent again. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Thank you. And also, P.S. Rachel Zegler, we saw you do the dramatic reading of Brittany's note app. Okay. You are yeah, a Rachel. bad person too. You that is log uh, off. Just log, log off, off, Rachel. That's why right. you have theater kids. Calm, calm down, please. <laughs> Thank you. I have absolutely no uh, idea how I I'm transitioned sorry. to the last piece of news in this category, which it is important. good. Which was deleted, but gonna be quick. Just for those fans of Tall Girl on Netflix, Ooh. good news: the sequel is coming really soon on February 11th. I nice. swore that we did this for cringe mode. It turns we out we hadn't. I have already seen it once. We could do the second one. The first one essentially <laughs> centers around a very tall girl. First one again? <laughs> Not entirely. Okay. A very tall girl, very basically struggling with being tall. As a tall girl, I understood, but I still didn't like the movie. But anyway, the second one is essentially um, she has a newfound confidence, which is great. Um, and she's no longer like worried about being a tall girl. But 
she has she's facing other pressures at school apparently and her insecurities return in some way have you know that's all the info i got but it's coming and it looks cute I wish I wish that they'd given it some like Fast and Furious title where it's like tall girl too, like too (laughs) Too tall tall. to function or like, (laughs) you know, oh, yeah, Uh, tall girl too, like growth spurt, you know, shit, that would have been so much better. They should really lean in. They should Uh, do the the school thing where you go too tall to function for life. Right, right. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I would rather take a uh, to all the boys just kind of like five years oh, later yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I would rather Netflix turn that out. But uh, we'll see. Sabrina Carpenter's in it as like the hot older sister. Again? So that's yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So I would have thought she'd moved on. Maybe she's under that like <laughs> Jacob Elordi like kissing booth contract where oh, she just right. like can't, no. can't also, be who free. who could turn down a Netflix check? Not I. I would do that's it. True. I would do that 10 tall girls. That is true. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, let's get to cringe mode. We've lasted long enough. In the spirit of January, our next movie is Jupiter Ascending. And I'm so grateful to Kate who <sighs> can do the plot because I have literally zero clue what the <laughs> Okay, happened. okay. I usually just absolutely wing these. Like this is not anything that I ever oh. think about before I'm prompted to do them on the podcast. Mm. However, five minutes before I logged on today to do this recording, I remembered I was gonna have to do this and I was like, Fuck, I can't. <laughs> I cannot just wing it. I don't know what happened. Uh, so I had to go to Wikipedia. I had to take the coward's way out. And I, I wrote some things down. It's going to be very stream of conscious. I'm still going to wing it. But I did reread the plot on Wikipedia because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No, how um, could you? How could also, anyone? <laughs> so, okay. So there's this like royal alien family, <laughs> including Eddie Redmayne. And right. the main the main plot is that like they rule the galaxy and they've created all these planets as like farms for humans because mm-hmm. they have to kill humans to create like the serum that keeps them young forever. Okay. And like right. Earth is just like one of those planets, but we don't know. This is so, already enlightening. Okay. Yes. So that's like <laughs> the main conflict is like they rule the planets. Earth is one of those planets. They're going to harvest it for the serum that keeps them young. So Mila Kunis, who lives on Earth uh, cleaning toilets. Uh, it turns out that she is the reincarnation of the mom of this royal alien family. Okay. I don't know how it was probably explained at some point, but I didn't understand it. 
so she gets like attacked by these gross little aliens uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she is saved by Channing Tatum who is like this warrior guy who is like part dog, part human. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. go with it. No, so yeah. she goes on like this whole weird journey through all these planets. Uh, it turns out she can like control bees. Everyone calls her your majesty, which she's like fine with after like two minutes. Like it's just, right. she doesn't seem to have any issue with this, but I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> And she can control bees for some reason. <laughs> and she keeps, she basically goes from like alien princess, to alien prince, to alien prince. And she keeps trusting these people, which I have issues with, but we will talk about it. And basically they're like, you're our dead mom. We're not evil. Probably we swear. Mm-hmm. Please help us destroy earth and stay young forever. And basically uh, she's like, no, uh, eventually she's like, actually I'm going to save earth with the help of part dog Channing Tatum. Uh, and mm-hmm. she basically saves it. She fights Eddie Redmayne. There's like a whole thing. There's a lot of other stuff that happens. It's really confusing. But then she goes home as like the secret owner of the earth and lives happily ever after with Channing Tatum, who has wings now. So that's, that's no, that was that, no, that was good. And her name is Jupiter. So that's part of it. Right. Okay. Uh, incredibly confusing movie. Let's dive headfirst into the highlights. I do have to say someone uh, pasted a Google result. Was this Amelia? No, this was me. No. Can you please uh, talk about this real quick? (laughs) I Googled Jupiter ascending to get a cast list. And the next thing was, (laughs) and the people also asked, why is Jupiter ascending so bad? I did not prompt that in any way. I just Googled the movie. Yeah. And that's the first, the second. It's the question question we'll try to answer. You could say for the next 20 minutes. Indeed. Uh, Okay, yeah, we'll investigate. Um, But first, the highlights, Amelia. I would say I, so I was like watching this, but also, well, at first I watched it trying to do other work at the same time. And I was like, I can't, (laughs) and I couldn't do it. And while the first time when I tried watching, I I heard this voice and I was like, oh, who, who is this like deep? commanding voice. I looked, it was Channing Tatum. He's showcasing an entirely different range here, at least within Mm. the first 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) He's doing a new accent and voice, (laughs) which just shows you he's committed. And I love that. Um, I also would like to point out what the fuck is Eddie Redmayne trying to do with his voice here? I mean, I have so much to say about Eddie Redmayne. I could go for days. I mean, we can get to that later. He went all in. I don't know if it's a highlight. Well, yeah, I will say, I mean, the thing is, so with his voice, he was like, hello. And, and he was. <laughs> so if he knew we were doing it. That's so I explained it in the first two minutes of the category, oh, okay. but I was hoping. Well, okay. Good. Um, And he, it's, he does it in a way that's just like creepy. And I think that was the intended um, kind yeah. of effect for all of us. So I appreciate that. I think he was really committed. He was like, I want an Oscar for this role. And you know what? He didn't quite get it. But the point is, is that he tried. He did try. He really committed. Also on Channing real quick, since we are in January. I read that he had to have something in his jaw. Like he had to have something in his mouth to make his jaw look different so that he looked like part dog. Part dog. And so that also affected his speaking. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I, it was, it's hard to tell in the movie, but apparently he had some sort of thing in his mouth. Yeah, he uh, looks kind of exactly the same, but he does. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if it was Mm -hmm. worth it, but he does. I do like, you know, the range that he is, uh, portraying here exactly yes. to be honest Amelia I also tried working while doing it and then I missed the part where Channing Tatum was also a dog and I saw in the outline I was like what the <laughs> fuck and I had to rewind and revisit it because I would have completely missed it um also had to do a double take or maybe triple quadruple take Vanessa Kirby is in this movie as like the tan random roommate friend of Vanessa mm-hmm. Kirby of Mila yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Of Mila Kunis. And she, it's so fleeting. She's so irrelevant. She comes and goes. And she, I was just like, what the hell is happening? I've only seen her on the crowns, so obviously. She couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't uh, place them two together. This is the most humiliating thing I've ever seen, actually. <laughs> I love Vanessa Kirby. I think she'll probably have the best career out of anyone in this movie other than maybe like Sean Bean. Uh, right. And maybe Channing Tatum, obviously. But she's in this movie for like five minutes. Not even five, like three minutes. She wears a lingerie set the entire time. Mm -hmm. And she literally gets attacked by little and like grossly, like almost like probed by like these gross little aliens. Yes. Who try to steal her in her underwear. This is bad. This is (laughs) if I was her, I would like spend my entire career trying to like wipe this movie from the internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really tough. Crazy. Um, (laughs) Also, this actually sold me. So this is a true highlight. 
anything Sean Bean says, mm. high stakes. I'm like, the nether worlds, yes, I believe it. Oh, the <laughs> spirits that be, I believe it. I'm a big Lord of the Rings person and obviously big Game of Thrones person. So yeah. I, I'm just sold on his like yeah. grizzled voice trying yes. to save the powers yes. that be whatever. Totally. He like, so. he like sits down with Mila Kunis and has to deliver all this exposition and like explaining about yeah. the world. And I'm like, if anyone else was doing this, like I would check out so hard. <laughs> yes. But the he way does he does it, I'm like, damn. Like, so I, true. <laughs> so yeah. true. So and true. I, I just can't believe this movie was 2015. He did Game of Thrones 2011. So like he did that. And then several, we'll talk about wow. the, the career arc of these people later, but I was just shocked how many years later, I thought this was kind of pre Game of Thrones. I was like, he didn't know any better. He, but this wasn't. This was <laughs> yeah. Right to be fair, he gets killed off after one season of Game of Thrones, so he yeah. probably needed like some social character. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Next highlight. Um, <laughs> listen, my highlight overall is I have a real soft spot for the Wachowskis. Okay, mm. they made the Matrix. Uh, they yes. made Sense Eight, which is a Netflix TV show that I absolutely love. Oh. And listen. They are never boring. They always come out with these like wacky fantasy stories. Mm -hmm. They're always really inclusive, like diversity, like a lot of queer characters. Like they just uh, are great. mm -hmm. And half the time, they're great half the time. Uh, And And the other half, like they go for it, you know? And that's what counts, honestly, with all the remakes. Not that I don't love a good remake or a reboot, but these people have actual ideas Thank you for having actual ideas. And I think they're genius. I really do. I fucking love The Matrix. So, yeah. It's great. And Lana Wachowski made Sense8. And this also ties into my next highlight, which is they always, they have real loyalty to like certain actors, especially like smaller actors. And like you can trace actors through like all their movies or all their shows. And like, I recently watched the fourth Matrix movie and there were like eight Sense8 actors in that Mm. movie. Like I would, like in small parts, but like they're just getting their work because they Mm -hmm. like them and they think they're talented and they want to work with them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for example, in this movie, Duna Bay is in this, who's also in Sense8 and Cloud Atlas. And uh, Tuppence Middleton, who's also in Sense8. So I was just, it's just like a fun little Where's Waldo to be like, oh, like one of the Wachowski's favorites. Like their little like family of actors that they support and like work into their stuff all the time. And then also related to this, uh, my last highlight is at least there are like colors and costumes Mm -hmm. and like fun stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I, we have all these like gritty, dark fantasy, like space movies where it's like blood and like you can't see what's on the screen. And I'm like, you know what? At least their aliens are fun and are wearing fun clothes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least like their space like looks fun and funky. And it's over the top and it's not realistic and it's very silly at times. But Mm -hmm. it's better than the alternative, if you ask me. Yeah. I buy into that. All right. So next, the low lights. (laughs) Million? We had to we had to really uh, cherry pick here. We could have really <laughs> chosen a lot of things. Oh, I'm sorry, but maybe I'm just dumb. But this movie is hard to follow. Impossible. Insane. I mean, I like I said, I tried to do work at the same time, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And then when I actually <laughs> did focus on the movie, I was like, I'm, I need to rewind. Yeah, that times. wasn't the answer, right? I know. <laughs> no. I actually didn't even real like Kate explaining the plot from Wikipedia. I should have done that, but I was like. Oh, that's why that happens. <laughs> Had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And for the amount of exposition <laughs> and like explaining yes. that they take time to do in this movie, mm-hmm. it just doesn't help. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which like you got to either like do a lot of explaining and then we get it and it's boring, but we get it or like just skip it and have it be confusing, but like skip all of the yeah. sort of world building research. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But somehow they did both. So it was like boring and also confusing at it times. Takes them- so long to do anything, which is also my problem. I thought yeah. I clicked the wrong movie. I didn't see Channing Tatum for so long. I was like, I thought he <laughs> it's was like five like minutes. <laughs> well, that's too long. It feels like Mila Kunis was doing all types of things. And I was like, what it's, true. Is this? it's probably more like 15. You're right. You're Get right. him in there right yeah. off the bat. Just stop. There's just so much talking. Yeah. Literally just, just like, not enough Channing actually in this movie. Yeah. I would say is, is a general low light for January. Uh, yeah. It just hinges a lot on Mila and she's just not giving us much. Yeah, so my low light is, first of all, we talked about Chan Tatum's jaw. Mm-hmm. He Listen, he's pulling off the ears. He has like funky, <laughs> pointy right. ears. Yeah. It's fine. If we had stopped at the ears, uh, I would have been like, okay, I'm in. Like, it's fine. He's yeah. shirtless a lot, and that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. However, he 
is like very ginger and has like this ginger goatee. Right. And I'm like, who decided that? Like who, like, no shade to gingers. It's fine. But like the specific orange shade that his hair and beard are, is just not doing them any favors. And also yeah. I guess he's like half albino, which is like not, ne- not a necessary plot point either. But then like for a couple scenes, he's blonde. Like he very clearly the color of his hair changes in the it's film. so weird. <laughs> There, it's, what is, I, and it's never explained. It's no. never explained. It, it like actively gets lighter for part of this movie. And then I think at the end it's dark again, which I just, I'm like, is it just, uh, just the props or the makeup team just dropped the ball? Did we do reshoots? Was that part of it? Was it know. said that he was half albino? Yeah, it was. Oh, wait, uh, must, must wait really? It was part of Sean Bean's exposition. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, wait, I so totally that was because like, I was yeah. like, "Why is he ginger?" And then when they're talking about because that he was like the runt of his litter. Oh, got and like it. he would have been it. like, God. yeah. So like he was, they didn't think he was going to amount to anything because he was like oh. half albino runt of his litter, and then he like became this like ev- not evil, this like very powerful warrior. Um, right. okay. Anyway, so right. I just was like, I don't know what's happening with this hair. I'm confused and I don't like it, but he looks good, like mostly. Uh, this is this but movie. yeah. I yeah I'm finding out <laughs> new things days after watching yes um yeah I would also say I know that this movie is very high budget but I mean damn there are several parts that seem extremely low budget yeah. like movies yeah. you find on the sci-fi channel like some of the dialogue I was like what the, the yeah. overacting was a lot um <laughs> And honestly, I I really like Mila Kunis, but I do think she was kind of miscast in this role. Yes, and I agree, totally and agree. I really like her too. <sighs> right, I stand by it. yeah. And and I do think her and Channing have like decent chem. I better than him and Jenna Dewan, but I still it was just like this is a weird choice. Um, some of the props were strange. They're just like using dental tools when they were like threatening her family, and I was like, <laughs> what? Also, the yeah. aliens with that budget. Oh my I god! Something right? different. The They're aliens, creepy. So, They're creepy. so creepy. They're so skinny, and they got big heads and tiny bodies. But their their limbs are so long, mm-hmm. and they can crawl on walls. They can basically do anything. They're like a spirit, and they got they like are the classic alien head, where it's like big dome, yeah. little tiny jaw goes in, <laughs> but so creepy. They're so fleshy mm-hmm. and weird, ah. and I hated them. Yeah. <laughs> I hated them too. And they like them. did the thing where like their body can go backwards with their heads. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I was like, like, no, no. Goes any way they want. No. Oh, God. Yeah. I hated that a lot. And they're always crawling on the walls and I hate that. But Gross. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Liz, you have one more thing, right? <laughs> Do I? Oh, yes. Okay. Here's another <laughs> thing with this fucking budget. Choose one side. You cannot put aliens and dinosaurs in the same alien world. And I know you might not think it's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Whatever that, it was like a flying stegosaurus situation. And he was also <laughs> there next to and working with the alien population. And I was like, uh-huh. in my brain, these are two different universes. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. doesn't. Uh-huh. I agree. (laughs) Also, though, to be fair, I believe during Sean Bean's very long monologue, he also mentioned that uh, they killed the dinosaurs. Oh the alien royal right. family. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I no, don't think that was no. related to Mister Stegosaurus. <laughs> Maybe um, they saved one, but I yeah, don't know. Just one of those. You it know, fun also little just tidbits. added to the like frivolous. Just like, oh my god, I can't take this movie. Was like watching. Yeah. Like why? Yes. yes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh I agree. <laughs> okay, Amelia already talked about the dental tools. Any last notes on the dental tools? I just like if you're yeah. gonna threaten her family, you're gonna use like laser beams or something. But these were like legitimate <laughs> dental. Tools. Right. And I was like, they were like, we're going to replace her crown. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want that. <laughs> um, listen, okay. I, there are just a couple plot points, big picture plot points that I just can't deal with. First of all, she keeps trusting these fucking evil siblings, one mm. after the other, all of them in a row. Mm-hmm. She first, it's like Tuppence Middleton. Uh, who was in like really weird old makeup. And I was like, why would they choose a young actress and then put her in old makeup? But it's because she gets young later because of the youth serum. So that eventually made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, she trusts her. And then it's like, oh, she's evil. So then she goes to the next brother. And the next brother's like, oh, I want to save Earth and marry you. And she's like, this seems legit. Like, sure, you seem normal. And then, mm. oh, actually, he's evil. And he wanted to, like, fucking take her ownership of Earth. So then she goes to Eddie Redmayne, who is actively evil. Like, yeah. you look at him and you're like, this man's evil. Uh, mm. And then she's like, oh, this is probably fine. Like, I guess I'll trust you after both of your siblings turned out to be evil. I'm like, we can't keep doing this. Like, it's we just, just... I come on, Mila, get it together. Um, yeah, truly. 
And then uh, the bee thing is so dumb. I don't know why oh she can control bees. God. I was like, why bees? It's because like they recognize royalty. I'm like, right. uh, I don't. Okay. I um, thought they were flies. And I was like, oh, they're like, <laughs> and they're like in the mi- somewhere. I don't know. It really didn't work. This It was no. so bad. So no. bad. Uh, personally, I thought me and Channing had very little chemistry. No, but I, I guess maybe I better than you. Maybe better I, than Jenna. Um, but I, I think uh, they have good friendship chemistry, but not yeah, maybe that's romantic. That's true. Good banter. They're good both banter. Like decent comedic actors. Again, like make this funnier and like I'm a little yes. bit more in. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is just a bad movie. Like I'm sorry, Wachowskis. I know. You, you can't win them all. And this was you a can't. mess. Yeah. Uh, but I but love we ya. still stand. Yeah. <laughs> we do stand. We do. All right, let's do what's aged the best and the worst, Amelia. I don't know. I thought space looked really beautiful and their yeah. depiction of it was very pretty. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's I nice. agree. Their yeah. space seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought at first I was like, oh my God, this movie is such a bomb. But like everyone's career rebounded after this. All these people did other things. Turns out not really. Channing, this was after 21 and 22 Jump Street. Didn't mm, think tough. that. Wow. Mila, tough. this was five years after Black Swan. Like she is so wow. at the height of like her dramatic career. But after this movie, she's done basically the bad moms. And like, that's Oof. perhaps it. Obviously, <laughs> Vanessa Kirby had the crown come after it. But yeah. I actually mm. am wrong about this. Like, not a huge swing back. I mean, obviously, all these people are super famous. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But this was more recent than I really thought. Me too. I thought this movie was like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was like agreed. six years ago. Or seven, almost seven. Agreed. But even then, I'm like, damn, we've been making fun of this movie for a long time. It feels <laughs> okay. like. So I disagree. And I know you have thoughts on this. I have never heard of this movie. Never seen a single frame of this movie. Never. I like this didn't exist in my brain and my consciousness. I thought this movie was like wiped from earth. But you're saying it like (laughs) lives online. Whatever online you are in. I guess like, yeah, I guess just general population like Liz, like normal humans who don't live online, uh, which I I envy you. And I say that with affection. Um, I guess for those people, it like died in the night, like without a whisper. Uh, but it definitely is is a little bit infamous, uh, I would say, on in the Twitterverse and in the huh. memeverse. So I guess my best slash worst, uh, age the best slash worst, is Eddie Redmayne's performance, which I just need to talk about for a minute. Uh, like Amelia <laughs> said, he committed. Listen, he committed. And he was like, I'm going to do something with this. It was in, It's in the vein of like Jake Gyllenhaal in like Okja or Jared Leto Ooh. in House of Gucci, where oh. like these, these like mm. Oscar-winning actors were like, I'm going to have a little fun. Like, I'm just going to go for it. Mm. And I'm going to do 50% more than anyone else in this cast because like I'm, I am, I'm special and I'm a real actor. Mm. Uh, and Eddie Redmayne made some choices uh, in this movie. He made the choice of the voice. Also, some of his line readings mm-hmm. uh, are just mm-hmm. fascinating. And this was like, I mean, I'm going to talk about this because he's, I only, I chose an MVP, um, but <laughs> he's my MVP. However, uh, this was, two weeks before he won his Oscar that this came out. Wow. That's insane. And like, this was like Eddie Redmayne, like heyday era, like leading man, Eddie Redmayne. And this movie came out and I think people were like, what the fuck? Like he, there are compilations of his scenes on YouTube. Uh, one of them is called Redmayne Ascending. They have hundreds of thousands <laughs> of views. And some of the comments on this, I just had me rolling. One of them, theory of everything uh, is how you win an Oscar, but Jupiter ascending is how you become unforgettable. So true. <laughs> uh, to be honest, Eddie was totally on the right track. Somebody had to do something to liven up this movie, which it's true. When yeah. he comes in in like the last half hour, he only gets a yeah. little bit like in the first hour and a half. He yeah. comes in the last half hour. I'm like, I am entertained yeah. suddenly. And then someone else goes, he underacts and overacts in the same performance. Bravo. <laughs> He's uh, giving like big Emperor Palpatine vibes. Yes. Like just like the whole, I don't wait. I'd be like, can you do it again? It's like the husky. <laughs> ra- yeah. <laughs> Also, like, he does a lot of screaming, screaming for no reason, where he's like, oh, I create life. Yeah. And then he's like, and I destroy it. And I'm like, I, so yeah, there are just certain, if you look up Eddie Redmayne, Jupiter Ascending on Twitter, like people are still tweeting about it. Uh, There are videos of his, him screaming or yelling or, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, how dare you? Yeah. Uh, People are like, I don't. Okay. I know he did it, but my gut is telling me he got a lip flip for this because there's so (laughs) much happening. And I know he has a, his mouth is like funky, not in a bad way necessarily. I think it's makeup. Like I think they gave him like the Kylie Jenner over, over lined lips. (laughs) Maybe. And so it like really made him look crazy. But yeah, something's going on with his mouth also in this. They just like really, I don't know if they like 
expose they they put there was a budget going into those lips there's yes. something there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure um <laughs> yeah Liz go ahead I put this in real quick late at night last night as I was trying to finish this movie twice Mila Kunis disarms Eddie Redmayne by just a swift <laughs> punch in the t- <laughs> and it actually takes him out both times um it's a classic just, it's a classic I was like that is how you disarm any stupid man it's just yes. <laughs> Works every time. So. It does work every time. Anyway, um, I MVP? guess we'll just yeah. My I'm the only one who chose an MVP. I chose Eddie Redmayne uh, for going just full camp meme fuel. Uh, I I just think it's hilarious that this came out two weeks before he won his Oscar. It's called Range. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, this has probably aged better than his Oscar uh, for the Danish Girl, which has not aged well. Um, but this has really become like a cult, a cult favorite. I tweeted about this, uh, when I was watching it and people were like, it's incredible. Like it, the things that he does in this movie are just hilarious, uh, in a timeless way. So mm. there's no, no real winners here, but I no, guess we could no. give it to Redmayne. Yeah. Okay. These lightning round questions that we're going to do before we wrap are so hilarious and unhinged. And I, whoever wrote them, they can only them. be Amelia. They can only be Amelia. <laughs> no, I only wrote like two of them. Go ahead. Okay, I wrote one. Yeah. Okay. 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 If you could choose any movie star besides Channing Tatum plus any type of dog and have said half movie star, half dog creature save you, all of the first time we meet Channing in this role, this really impacted me. Um, who and what type of dog human would you choose and why? And incredible. Uh, thank you. Um, I personally said I would want like a half Belgian Malinois because those those are like the new canine dogs. Like they look like smaller um, oh. uh, German Shepherds. Yeah. So they're the ones oh. that the like SEAL Team 6 oh, uses. Oh, so you chose from like, like wow. fighting potential. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That is where I was thinking. I was that like, is if I right. think of it. Team? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then also half Chris Hemsworth because I feel like he's big and he's yes. yeah. scary looking. So, okay. You know, yeah, you really, okay. I did slightly misunderstand this prompt. This one, <laughs> okay. next Cause you, uh, you also understood it correctly. I chose the brother. I am doing Liam Smart. Hemsworth as mm-hmm. like Bernie's mountain dog. I needed something large enough to like actually have an impact and have to carry me if yeah. necessary. Yes. Or do something. I can't, I'm, I'm not going to be carried by a petite dog. So I'm choosing. Yeah. Bernie's mountain dog. <laughs> sure. And Liam Hemsworth. Kate. Love that. Okay. So I, I kind of thought we were supposed to pick like, an actor and like their animal <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> That's okay. So I said Adam Driver mixed with the cat who looks like Adam Driver. Oh I don't know God. if you guys have ever seen this, no. but there's a oh breed of cat. You would choose a cat. That thing, if you Google, do anything. Oh if you Google Adam Driver cat, there's a breed of cat who looks like Adam Driver. Um, this and is where really they have funny. like kind of a longer nose and like oh big my. ears. Oh and my god! I just I think it would be really funny because it would just look like Adam Driver, <laughs> uh, still even if it was like part Adam Driver cat. So that was what I went with. Um, oh, this is good. Just that for no real reason. Gonna save you, Kate. Regardless, it's what, it's what came to mind. But, right. You know, it'll be smarter. It'll like sneak That's in. True. You know, sure the aliens mm-hmm. won't even know it's there. True. Um, and then we'll sneak out. So it's okay, fine. True. That. Great true. question, Amelia. Yeah. All right. <laughs> next one. Which planet in our solar uh, system, barring Earth, would you like to colonize? Or maybe, you know, because the the Eddie Redman character owns like a refinery on the mm-hmm. giant red spot on Jupiter. I was thinking maybe Saturn, you could mine the rings. And now when I like type that, I was like, that makes me sound like such a... Very Elon Musk of you. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. But this is all hypothetical, so whatever. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. Um, I don't know very much about like the life, uh, you know, potential of any of these planets. Mm. So mm-hmm. I feel like Neptune is underrated. It's yes. very pretty. It's blue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I just choice. don't know anything about it. But I would like to own Neptune. I feel like of all the planets, you know, that's a great Neptune choice. seems yeah. like a good choice. I didn't pick a planet. I technically uh, chose a satellite object, but I'm picking no, the cool. moon because mm, nice. it's safe. You guys know how I feel about space and space travel and getting there. I can't take any chances. <laughs> we have mm, already been to the moon. Right. Or have we? It's true. But we've been to the moon, <laughs> history says. So I'm choosing there because someone's made it there successfully. And so that yeah. is like setting myself up. I sure. like that. Success. Sure. That's smart. One. All right. Next question. Who did this one, Kate? Uh, yeah, I think this is our classic January question. Right. Where does Jupiter Ascending rank in the <laughs> filmography of Channing Tatum? 
This can't, this is rock bottom. We're going to have to rebound in a really big way for our last week of January. Oh, no. We're running out of options, Elizabeth. Um, yeah, it's, I, he has to have done something worse than this. But I was scrolling his IMDb page and like genuinely nothing comes to mind. Wow. Again, I think like the G.I. Joe movies are pretty bad. But like Amelia kind of wrote for those on the last pod. So I could be wrong. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen the one, uh, the one that I've seen. Um, Action's fun. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there has to be something worse, but I, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Amelia? I mean, not my favorite movie, but I like how it <laughs> tried. Like we said, yes. I, yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed how it tried. Um, And I feel like, yeah, I don't know if there is another movie. That's a, Although I have to say, he's not in that much of it. So it's not like it's a Channing that, Tatum star vehicle. Right. That like, yes. He right, right, sucked right. and like he tanked it himself, you know? Like right, I feel yeah. like there are other movies that he personally is worse in. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like are his fault that it was bad. Whereas like this is not his fault. He's just there. Like he did his best. The movie yeah. itself was bad. But yeah, I think we could probably. There's probably something worse that he specifically has done or like a worse performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this movie is is. We'll try bad. to find it. Or if you guys yeah. have thoughts on what's the worst yeah, what's his worst? performance, you yeah. can uh, DM us. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Quickly, pick your favorite wacky alien, Kate. A lot of just silly aliens in this movie. Everyone is like part animal, uh, which is fun. I liked the elephant head guy like for two seconds. uh, There's this guy like flying a ship and he just has the head of an elephant for no reason, like human sized elephant head. And I was like, hey, like that guy has an elephant head. Like Uh, mini trunk. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked him. I liked him. All right, Amelia. Um, I'm just going to go with, I guess, if Channing as half dog, (laughs) half human counts, I'll do that. Can't do any better than that. No, no. And I am picking the dinosaur because I don't know where he came from or what his sure. story was, but sure. he did play a pivotal role. Um, and then last one, whoever this is wrote Amelia. this, Amelia. Wait, I didn't write this. Oh, is it Kaya? Kaya me. from Left Field. Oh my God, Love plot it. twist. Plot oh twist. my God. Go ahead, Kaya. Does Liz still think we need to stay out of space? <laughs> my official answer is yes. The pod that will never see the light of day. Oh, yes, the, the, the infamous take. lost hottest take. <laughs> Uh, stop going to space. So you still feel strongly that we should explore the seas instead? Absolutely. What good happened yeah. to Mila Kunis in this movie? Almost nothing. So I mean, true. That's so true. You're 100% correct. So. Okay. Last category. Tea time's unanswerable questions. I'm starting. We're going back to cats. I'm happy that Kate already <laughs> yeah. had like some cat content in here. Okay. My unanswerable question is, Kate, do you think you would recognize Betsy's meow on the phone? And I ask you this because <laughs> a cat named Barnaby was missing for eight months. And he was reunited with his family after his owner recognized the meow in the background of a phone call. So this woman named Rachel Lawrence was on the phone with her vet uh, talking about her other cat, Torvi. I don't know if that's, that's not really necessary info, but uh, he, this cat Torvi recently had an operation is talking to the vet. And then in the background of this phone call, the girl hears a meow, like obviously somewhere in the vet's office. And then she was like, oh, that meow sounds really familiar. And then asked like who it came from. And the vet was like, oh, it's just this stray cat that was turned in by like some good Samaritan off the street. Mm -hmm. Then the hang up. This woman couldn't stop thinking about this meow. Called the vet back, went to the vet. Long story short, this is her missing cat from, it's been missing for like many, many months. And they're reunited as a family. And I can't believe it. So Kate, would you recognize Betsy's meow in this situation? So short answer, no, because Betsy mm. is very quiet uh, and mm. doesn't meow very often. Mm. So I think we would be fucked in this situation. I think I, I, she would just be oh, sitting silent in Betsy's the background of the call. The That's sad. And yeah, I think she would have to go to another loving family. However, mm. I do have to say, like, my sister's cats are very loud and also very distinctive meows. Like, if, if yeah. I, I was in a room with my eyes closed and one of them meowed and then, like, Betsy meowed and yeah. then the other one meowed, I would be like, that's this one, that's this one, and that's this one. So yeah. I do think, like, I think, like, my, if this happened to my sister, I think she probably could. Like, yeah. it's obviously wow. is, like, you know, you have to pay attention and, like, you have to... The mm. fact that this woman did this is crazy. But I do think cats have very distinctive yes. meows. So. I have- I have yeah. a cat from hell who meows all day long. And I would probably recognize and be like, oh, sorry, I can't hear that. Bye. Yeah, that hang up. But yeah. <laughs> I think it's possible for pet owners. For yeah. Sure. Like one of my sister's cats, like sounds like a balloon, which is totally different from like, like a balloon squeaking, like me, uh, which is totally different from like how Betsy sounds. So I, I do think cats are very, very recognizable oh, meows. Betsy. Uh, but yeah, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do this, which is great. I love that she doesn't meow. But yeah, in this case, we would be in trouble. <laughs> 
right. All right. Um, Next question, Kate. Guys, I'm finally watching Euphoria. Uh, I finally did it. Caught up with the rest of the world. And we talked about this like a year ago or more. Uh, I think more. Uh, But it's the question that the internet has been asking for years. And now that I have context, uh, there have been a couple more tweets about it this week. So I want to talk about it. How old is Alexa Demi of Euphoria fame? Mm. We There were memes about this like during the first season of Euphoria because she, long story short, has been very mysterious about her age. A lot of actresses are uh, Mm -hmm. because it's hard for older actresses to get jobs in Hollywood. Um, So, you know, not to be like ageist or anything, but it's an ongoing question. It's been an Mm -hmm. ongoing question because in uh, 2019, a New York Times article said that she was 24. And that was when it all kind of started because people were like, I don't know if this is true. That would make Mm -hmm. her 26 or 27 now. But back then, fans dug up her high school yearbook photo, which would then put her Mm -hmm. at like 30 or 31 now. And they were like, this isn't true. She's lying about her age. (gasps) So that was what made people invested. So then there were all these memes because all these things kept coming up. There would be pictures of her with celebrities that were popular in the early 2010s, looking like a full grown woman, people being like, did Alexa Demi survive the Salem witch trials? Like there was all all these jokes. So uh, recently she did an interview on the A24 podcast and she mentioned that she used to have a sunglasses design company and what Nicki Minaj uh, wore Alexa Demi's sunglasses in her Massive Attack video in 2010. Okay. What? So people were like, how old is Alexa Demi? <laughs> like she was a celebrity sunglasses designer in 2010. So like, how old is she? So this reignited, just newly reignited all the questions. Uh, however, we do actually have an answer now. So an article about her sunglasses company mentions that she was 19 uh, when that was happening, when they were blowing up. So obviously wow, she was very young. Her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, recently also her birthday was finally added to IMDb. Uh, it's not on Google still. If you look up Alexa Demi age, nothing comes up, which also is part of why people are invested. Um, okay. But her birthday is December 11th, 1990. So she's 31, which is fine. It's significantly older than most of the other Euphoria cast. But like we don't want real teenagers on Euphoria right, anyway, right. based on the things that happen in that show. So like yeah, it's right. fine. She looks incredible. 31 is not old. Like it's not like she's, you know, a corpse. Like she looks great. <laughs> right. We're right. all around 31 on this podcast. Like, it's fine. But my, I guess my takeaway is just like, just tell people, you know, I, it didn't yeah. have to be this big thing that people were like invested in. People, again, are still making jokes about how she was alive for like the signing of the Declaration of Independence because <laughs> Sorry. she she had like Nicki Minaj is wearing these sunglasses in 2010. People are like, oh my God, how old is she? Um, my favorite artifact so, yeah. of Alexa Demi history is the photograph of her with the Kardashians, but in their like original era, yes. like the Keeping yes. Up era where they're in that one house in Hidden Hill oh and they're like looking real original. And I'm like, yeah. Alexa Demi also looks like a full grown woman there. Looks but exactly like, the same. That's a piece of history that places yes. her at a Right. She yeah. has like a photo with like Azalea Banks from like way yeah. back in the day. She just like has all these pictures that are like really old. It's just people have dug yeah. up and been like, this is hilarious. Um, I mean, not, not, so, it's not, it doesn't even matter, but like she looks just the same age as everyone else on right. the cast. So. Exactly. So it's fine. Send me your uh, tips, Alexa, to me, please. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. She looks good. Skin this question is answerable. I just had to re-up it now that I like have context for her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just let you guys know that we actually do have an official age for her now. So Excited Mystery that you're solved. watching Euphoria, Kate. That's yeah. my biggest yeah. takeaway as we'll have up. to discuss... Um, okay, that is it. We got one more week in January. Wow. Um, want to give? We a, don't know what we're gonna do yet. Wild we card don't. week. Mm-hmm. We we'll don't. see. Also, uh, happy early birthday to Kate Hallowell, our girl. Our Thanks, guys. Okay, that's it. Thanks to Kaya, our producer, and thank you guys for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell, and I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State
State Farm is there.